Yes, hi, hey, hello, g'day, and welcome back to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. This week, we discuss our preseason so far. We share our thoughts on the comings and goings at the club. We discuss our academy's success in their promotion to the MPL for 2023. And of course, we look ahead to our Australia Cup round of 32 game against Sydney on Sunday. Don't forget, as always, we answer your questions. I'm Pete, and I'm joined by Josh and Morrow. Fellas, fellas! It's been a red-hot minute. What's going on? Good evening, football friends. It's been a while. Hadley doodly doodly doodly. That's good. It's got Morrow over here. Flanders Morrow. It's good to be back. <laughs> That's a good start, isn't it? <laughs> you do look a little bit like a Ned, actually. I might start calling you Ned from now on. That's very I think good. it's just the haircut that I <laughs> recently had. Very clean. Obviously in a green jumper now. <laughs> well, speaking of haircuts, we've got some things to discuss there. As we return, of course, from our uh, our league-mandated break, uh, the APL, of course, forced us off the airwaves for the last couple of months, but uh, we're back with a vengeance, and uh, we're going to be bringing you all the latest, of course, starting, as we always do, with Fred's question. Fred this week asks, now that we are slowly seeing some signings, on paper, how confident are we feeling for the Australia Cup match and again forward to the league? Yeah, I I think I've, I actually go straight toward looking at Sydney. It feels like Sydney have not really done much. So on paper, it feels as if that you know our our squad is maybe shaping up a bit better at the moment than theirs is. So it's a very again early. It's almost like a preseason game, but again, it's it's a cup competition, so there's real stakes at it. So I. Confident, yeah. I, I don't see why we can't do it. It's uh, it, it'll be it'll be definitely be an interesting game. That's might be a tough one to call because it's you know still preseason. But yeah, it feels feels to me like uh, we have a little bit of um, history there of, of or a bit of um, the group that's been there the longest kind of scenario where um, that gives us a, a feeling of confidence that our players have spent a fair bit of time getting to know each other well. New players have been added that appear to be positive it's always everyone a league wise are green at this time of year and yeah um, i agree josh that sydney look particularly green um but they'll always be a dangerous opposition for us and always one that we love to beat so i'm i'm confident that we should look like we've played together more than them um but there's you know things about our squad that uh you know tap into that confidence a little bit we've we've certainly lost some significant experience across the park and that um we wait to find out what that looks like when we hit the park so and we'll talk about it a, a bit more in depth a bit later on this evening but that experience that we've lost has all been through the spine as well you know your Marco Reynes your Kai Rolls, your Mark Birgitti, of course, uh, three absolutely key players there. Um, players coming in to replace them. It's yet to be seen how they're going to, I guess, fit in with the uh, the makeup of the squad, how that's going to play out on Sunday, yet to be seen. We clearly had designs on, you know, bringing in some more attacking weapons, and that's, that's good. Um, and I'm having a guess that since I reckon we knew that Kai was probably on his bike and possibly uh, Lewis as well, then we had started to have some of those conversations 
Um, but Marco and Beerus came as a little bit of a surprise, so we can't have prepared too hard for that. And so it sort of looks like we're missing a key, um, one of the best central defenders in the country at the moment and one of the best goalkeepers in the country and um, a foreigner who bought a lot of things together for us in the last year or two. So, so yeah, it remains... To, I mean, let's face it, the last time we came up against this opposition, opposition in an FA Cup match, it was him who... Um, put the goal away for us to to move into the final. So I think there's a song about that. Actually, it was Marco's goal that sent us out of control and sent the Mariners <laughs> to the final. Yes, Something very good. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, a bit mixed feelings, but excited about the fact that we uh, we're coming at this tournament now as um, finalists um, from last year and uh, deservedly so. So. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, the opportunity to go one better uh, presents itself again starting on Sunday, uh, 4 p.m. I thought it was 3 p.m. kickoff at Leichhardt Oval. Of course, this one. Can't wait to see the boys going around again. It's been way too long. What do you guys think about having A-League opposition first up? I think there's been a few times where we've had an MPL club. I think having just that that rivalry, I guess, in, against an A-League side, I think is a good test for the for the squad. It's a fair, block, fair blockbuster, isn't it? Um, you know, as you say, years gone by, we've we've generally drawn NPL opposition in the first round or two. When was the last time have we ever drawn A League opposition in the in the round of thirty two? The first year of the cup is what I can remember, but after that, I, I don't think we've had one since. Mm. So it's been no, a and, and you're right about blockbuster, Pete. This is last year's semi final replay, and mm. uh, but there is a bit of a I don't know about you guys, but there's a bit of a sense that. Are all the coins that we're flipping two-tailed coins or like what's going on? We can't take a trick. We can't get a home FFA Cup game. We can't get opposition that's seemingly easy. We, we can't get, I don't know, we can't get anything. We can't even get Cummings we, to play. We can't, get a, we can't get a cup final at home. <laughs> you, you name it, we can't get it. Luck is... Oh. Well, Cummings will be playing for us this weekend. His, uh, his first ever Australia Cup game. Uh, looking forward to seeing that. And I think um, I'm feeling low-key confident about him bagging a couple this weekend too. Got the quality and uh, that's what we're going to be, you know, looking for between him and Benny though. You've got to have a little bit of confidence, haven't you? They've shown what they can do. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Let's dive right in and uh, have a look back at the last couple of months. As we said, uh, our league enforced or league mandated break uh, has caused us to, uh, uh, well, be away from you guys for a while. We have missed you. But of course, in that time, the Mariners had their annual Mariners medal dinner night where we saw a whole host of awards given out. Of course, starting from the top, the official supporters club player of the year went to Josh Nisbet. Yeah, I think How everyone, good. everybody knows, everybody knows that we really liked that decision, <laughs> <laughs> and that was in keeping with, of course, the McDonald's Fan Player of the Year, who Nizzy, of course, swept that comfortably. No objections here. It's a great season. <laughs> what a season the Nizzy had, though. We saw him breaking through into the squad over the last few years, and uh, now he's really sort of grabbed that central midfield role by the balls and uh, really, really asserted himself there. Absolutely. I think maybe this season especially was maybe consistency was probably what he was looking for and out of his performances and being picked in the team. And I feel like he started a lot of games. I think there was maybe one period where he missed maybe a game or two. 
But other than that, he was an ever-present and definitely one of our key players and it was um, good to see him stick around again because he's a favourite, of course. Absolutely. And I suppose last year was his breakout um, rather than this year, Um, but this year he has taken it up another notch and I reckon at the start of the season he started as a utility player. We wanted to have him on the wing sometimes, sometimes in the Mm. midfield, even played him as a striker at some point in the season, I think. But by the end of the season, he had gone from utility player to pretty much the general uh, in control of um, our direction. So, yeah, big year for, for Josh. And uh, he continues to, you know, suck up whatever's thrown at him, like the um, he's gone overseas and played with the Oli Roos and and um, done a good job for himself there. So, yeah, the, the sky's still the limit for him because the incline raised in the last couple of years and he just kept powering up it. So it's great to have him with us for longer. 100%, 100%. The Yellow and Navy Foundation Newcomer of the Year this year went to Jacob Farrell. Yeah, that was almost like a pretty a pretty easy one to predict, you know. Shout out to Faz who, again, like we've mentioned it before, came in round one against against the scum away. Everyone's like, who's this guy that's starting at left back for us? And then he was just an ever-present again. He was there for pretty much the whole season. And again, another one that there was some rumours swirling that he was possibly leaving. I don't know if how much we can put into that. I wouldn't put any stock in, uh, in what was said Nothing. on Twitter. No. Well, that was good that that was all BS because he was a key player and it was great to see him resign. Local boy. Local you know, boy we done good. Local boy done good. Exactly yeah. And he, right. he's, at the start of the season, if I remember rightly, he uh, missed a um, pretty easy header, well, what might have been considered for a pro and easy header early in a game and probably got a knock on the head or at least a um, bit of a chat from Monty at halftime about um, getting his technique right there and then scored that booming header in the second half, which was like, yeah, there's an exclamation mark after that instruction, Gaffer. And, <laughs> and he, you know, just never looked back. He just looked comfortable the entire time and uh, same as uh, Niz, he's raised it up a level. The only competition for uh, Jacob was, of course, uh, Garing. Uh, had he played the same number of minutes, then we would have had some competition. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I, I think it was correctly awarded and Garang will be not a newcomer, but, uh, but definitely uh, in the hunt for the trophies next year. Of course, the golden boot this year went to none other than Jason the Cumdingo Cummings. We Taja. I'll tell him you said that if he hasn't already. That's what he says to me every time he sees me now. We Taja. It's embarrassing. He says it to me in the pub at Adelaide. It's like, oh, don't say that. Everyone else knows what that means, you know. Oh, the pub at Adelaide. That's going to need an entire episode for itself to dissect. That was was some times there. Um, Five-year service, of course, went to uh, Ken Shembury and Kai Rolls as well. Congratulations to them uh, for their tenure at the club. Volunteer of the year went to uh, Bob Inwood. Yeah, I don't know Bob well, but I know Bob. And, um, mate, those guys, they all deserve that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Bob, great bloke. Moz, you were robbed. Uh, Yeah, mate. I'm telling you, I've been telling you guys for a long time. You you have to actually do work to be considered a volunteer. (laughs) You can't swan around acting like you do something. It's just not I know, for, forever, the, forever the body in our hearts, Aaron. 
Of course, the uh, the Noel Spencer goal of the year went to Benny and Kalola. There was a couple to choose from, uh, but this was in the uh, the Varsical game down at Melbourne City, uh, where he brought it out of the air, beat two or three players, scored with I think his right foot from about twenty yards out as well, nestling into the bottom corner. Uh, some goal that was absolutely, and it was it it felt like it was going to be our night, and then five minutes later, we all know what happened. So don't want to talk about it. it. it I can't afford the therapy anymore. <laughs> It was it was a it was a shame that that great goal was scored and got overshadowed by what happened in the game because the goal deserved to be talked about more not just by wow. us as fans but the league as well because it was a fantastic goal that definitely deserved more attention but obviously didn't get it because of the game it was scored in. That's spot on. Yeah. Watching City players run away from him as he uh, you know sets eyes on the goal is there's nothing better is there really? <laughs> Although the come dog, the come dingo must have come close with that uh, left footer late in the season with no backswing because oh, <laughs> oh, up there, it's we'll up do there. that in a derby. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that was crazy. Good I actually times. rewatched that one the other night. I was going back through Paramount and um, through a few replays, and I so many moments I'd forgotten about, and I was like, oh, tingles, be still. <laughs> <laughs> Chairman's award, of course, went to Dobbo. Darren Dobson, huge shout out to Dobbo there. Well done uh, for that one. And the final three awards of the evening, Players Player of the Year, Coaches Player of the Year, and of course the illustrious Mariners medal went to none other than Kai Rolls. Who will need to renovate his house to provide space for all of these awards. (laughs) Because he keeps winning more. Yeah, that trophy room is uh, pretty full, isn't it? Hopefully he has some success with Hearts over there. And such a good guy. Like talking to him again, I'll mention the Adelaide pub. Talking to him at the Adelaide pub um, says all the right things, like beer is not playing for another A-League club. And um, he's almost believable, you know, as believable as any player can make that statement. And, um, yeah, just a good guy. Has loved our club, has looked after our club, has played for the badge the way that we're proud for our players to play. So, yeah, love Kai Riles. From a guy that went, you know, how many of the games it was at the start of his professional career without a win to then coming on winning the Mariners medal for a second time, making the Socceroos squad for mm. crucial, crucial qualifiers for the World Cup and, you know, giving a really good account of himself in those games too. So, Being so key. Good. He was a key player in those yep. games. So, so proud. Yeah, super. Um, to watch I him, think he's you know, got a centre-back spot for the Socceroos wrapped up for the next 10 years. If he stays consistent and plays well, I think that one of those centre-back spots is his if he keeps his performances up. Rolls and Sousa, big man, we little made, man combo maybe? Yeah, we made jokes about that in an earlier pod, but I don't know if they're jokes anymore. I think they're legit. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's a great combination. Left foot, right foot, big guy, small guy, um, you know. yeah, Ball player, no-nonsense defender. Oh, Kai, he's just a machine. Um, mm. You know, he really is Wilker. Um, and uh, fair play to him. He's really, you know, shown a lot of people that uh, it, didn't didn't um, back him when he first came to the Mariners that what his capabilities are and they are immense. <laughs> I was just about to mention when he came in as a, as a young kid and he was maybe maligned for some mistakes that he had made, but the past two seasons he's been fantastic. There's only one mistake I can think of that led to a goal. But other than that, he's been superb for us and definitely earned that move overseas. And good luck to him over in in uh, Scottsboro. But we'll be incredibly hard to replace now. Although we have the first cap off the rank ready to go on that, then we need another one like him. 
We still got Dan. We still have Dan. And all so we like, need is a team of Daniel Halls. But exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. I love you. No homo. Let's have a bit of a look at the comings and goings, of course, at the club over the last couple of months. Let's start with uh, those who have departed, of course. As we mentioned, Kai Rolls has moved over to Scotland with uh, with Hearts. Yeah, we've probably said enough about Rolsey, but um, yeah, he deserves this opportunity, so good on him, and that's going to be good to watch. Another one who's moved over to Scott's ball, of course, Lewis Miller moving to Hibernian. And Definitely uh, earned. Yep. Most he's, already, he's already started some games in pre-season for them, and Sarah Tweet and the, the Hibernian fans seem to have taken to him pretty quickly, so again, good luck to him over there. I'm sure he'll have a good season. So I did read uh, something earlier today, actually, where um, the Scottish press interviewed Kai Rolls um, and they said, oh, you're going to catch up with Lewis before uh, the, I think it's round two hearts and hibs of Derby there. And he said, no, no chance. (laughs) (laughs) Endearing himself, endearing himself to the hearts faithful very quickly over there, of course. Uh, Another one joining the Aussie contingent in Scotland, Mark Berrigitte. This one hurts a bit, boys. Yeah, I was, I, it was kind of expected that we were thinking he was maybe going to move on, but then I guess when the news came out about Dundee, it, it almost seemed like it happened pretty quickly. So yeah, yeah, it was a pretty, but again, it's another player that gave us what three year, two, three years of great service has been. If for me again, it's a biased opinion, but best keeper in the league. You know, there's definitely been some contenders for best keeper in the league, but last season for me, he was the best goalkeeper in the in the league, and another one that's earned and he's uh, another shot overseas after again earlier in his career he was at Swansea and didn't really get a get a game, and now he's got another chance in Europe to solidify a number one spot at a at a club. Yeah, so he had some time in the Netherlands as well, um, where you know he he came back and um, ended up at the Mariners, and he's done so so well here for the last three years, and we were really hoping to keep him. And uh, unfortunately, you know, when a move like this presents itself for a thirty-one-year-old keeper, got to take your chance. Yeah, and he deserves it, you know, for what he's put into us as well. Um, I'd like to hear Luke Luke's uh, thoughts right now about his distribution, <laughs> but. Um, I'm sure we'll get some uh, updates on how his distribution is going. Uh, I think Dundee. in a funny way, Luke's going to miss him. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he'll unfo- unfollow Luke on Twitter now. That um, I think he's... he already has. Yeah, fair enough. Too. Oh no, got you. I, I I do like that an Australian player's moved to a club called Dundee. It just feels right. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. There Very are good. some there are some odd bits about those last two though, aren't there? The Miller one. Um, in terms of business, so I hope we learned a little bit out of that because I'm not mm. really sure if we were the main beneficiaries yeah. out of um, that particular transfer. Yeah, we weren't. And, you know, stuff happens and um, sometimes you can't predict and there was a few waves going on with Lewis around the place at about that time as well, so that might have had an impact. But, but, but you know, that exit was an odd one. And probably Beerus was a little bit odd too because it uh, seemed like there was an argument about um, transfer fees, which it seems we ended up getting a six-figure transfer fee, but the confusion right. there was that we all thought he was signed for this coming season. Wouldn't that have entitled us to be getting a transfer fee? Well, the story goes, yeah, the story goes is that Dundee wanted him on a free and Spiras asked for a release and we said no, justifiably so. 
These Scottish and, clubs know how to work the A League, don't they? And then Dundee have come back with a with a sizable fee. So it's it's well done, Mariners, to um, stand their ground and uh, and actually pick up a, a deserved fee for a, a top class keeper. Yeah, and that's the bit that, that to me he would have would have always deserved us expecting to get a fee. He had a contract. He wasn't someone we wanted to see the back of. Um, far from it. So to me, we really wanted that. And um, so I'm, I'm glad that given those odd circumstances and you can't stop players who don't want to be here, no matter what the reason. Uh, was that an immediate learning of the of Lewis to Hibbs? <laughs> was that like a, you know, we'd, we'd done the right thing this time and, you know, sort of sort of stood our ground and said no. And again, if a club wants to come in and pay money, that's when you say, okay. That's yeah, very, I think very different scenario with the, with the okay. Lewis and Hibbs thing because Lewis had signed for... Um, MacArthur way yeah. back when. So, yeah, of course, they're the, uh, the main beneficiaries of that fee. The less we say, the better. Oh, well, that, that um, we move on and, you know, we've got our own things to worry about now, but wish them well. Mm, that's right. Uh, very quickly, of course, Nico Muller uh, was released as well. Thanks for the couple of goals he scored. Um, not too sure where he's ended up, if he has signed anywhere yet, but um, certainly haven't heard anything just yet. Didn't see his best probably here, but, um, you know, made a contribution. His experience, no doubt, was was worthwhile. So, Off the well. pitch, yeah. We've, we've heard from players off the pitch. He was um, invaluable. Um, so, you know, yeah, all, all the very best to him and the family there. Um, Marco Urrenia, this one, yeah, again, hurts me a little bit. Um, yeah. Was a favourite of mine, both on and off the field as well. Um, but uh, family reasons, unfortunately, dictate that um, he has to return to Costa Rica. Yeah, this that, one hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, but I'm, I mean, if there are family reasons, then I'm okay. And so far, I haven't unearthed any uh, information that indicates that there's something else going on there. Yeah, so. no, I've spoken to a few about this, and it's, it's, Absolutely, family reasons. I won't go too far into yeah. it out of respect for him, but um, but there's yeah. a long list of reasons why we wanted Marco to stay. <laughs> so, so um, it's a shame to see him go for lots of different reasons. And um, mm. you know, I hope I hope we can uh, replace that level of experience because um, it won't be easy. So, and I think in some ways for him, you know, personally for him, as family reasons aside, being back in Costa Rica, their season starts this week he could firmly put himself back in the window for world cup selection It's probably his last chance at a world cup so i hope i hope he gets a shot i hope he does well uh and gets uh gets a call up to the national side there we will love that if we get to watch him at the world cup oh just another sure. mariner going to a world cup how good uh, of course, we saw Oliver Bazanic moving to Western Sydney Wanderers. Um, just going to move right on. Ruan Tongyik will also uh, join Bazanic at the Wanderers after he was released. One that uh, one that hurt me a little bit was uh, Matt Hatch was released to go and join Perth Glory. Yeah, I, I I don't know about you guys, but that kind of surprised me. I thought actually was definitely a lock to stay here with us, maybe for another year and push on, but circumstances have led him out west mm. so speaking with hatchy because he got a two-year deal at perth um and we had a one-year deal on the table for him um but he was desperate for two at least two uh because he's been playing year to year for the last you know five six years here uh all the way through the academy so and it's a decent move for him as well financially so you know all the best to him except against us and maybe we'll see him back here one day 
Yeah, yeah, I wish him the best. It's, it's, it's very hard with these young players because, you know, we've got to be either prepared to sign them on long-term deals as we have with some of the others that we'll speak of um, soon um, or accept that they will take deals like this one elsewhere um, and be happy for them because they need to take those opportunities. And if they develop there, then he's still a coastie. So, you know, he still started his play at Woiwoi. So, mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll see him back when he develops into a um, soccer Yeah, hopefully it doesn't come back to bite us. So. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> uh, Noah Smith made the move south to Melbourne victory as well. Uh, good guy, Noah, of course. Smith, it was our best interview last season. Smiggles. Came in, seemed like a <laughs> was a great guy. Came in the studio when he didn't have to do it and gave us a lot of his time, so I appreciated that. It wasn't uh, just the he, interview that he stayed around for, yeah. though. Like, he sat around for two hours afterwards just chatting football, and we're like, um, <laughs> yep. this is fantastic. But then we're like, oh, shit, we've got to record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we should have recorded all of that. <laughs> Interesting conversation that was. Yeah, but he, he you know, I, I, when they're young like that, then they have to take their opportunities when they get them. And his came at a weird time because uh, – I, I, if I remember rightly, we were inter- interviewing him well after he had already signed elsewhere. It was maybe a month or two after he'd already signed uh, for yeah. the next season. So victory came in for him in January before he'd played a game um, for us. And they wanted him immediately. We said no because Monty wanted to keep him. Um, Monty also wanted to offer him an extension, but for Whatever reason it was, um, the extension didn't get offered. And as a result, uh, Victory came back in and signed him for the end of the season sort of thing on a free. No uh, respect to him. He treated us right. He um, improved himself here, I reckon. Uh, he uh, wanted to stay as well. Speaking to him at Adelaide, he yeah. was desperate to stay. But yeah. Yeah, it's just football. That's the timing of things. By the time that we were having that conversation, he probably would have stayed. Um, if that was the choice time, you know, so, and um, yeah, just a good guy took the, took the opportunity at the pub to um, let us know that he'll miss us. Shout out Smiggles. Yeah. We definitely didn't kick on afterwards either. Um. <laughs> I wasn't capable of kicking on. afterwards. <laughs> oh, there was a few of us. Yeah. Down at Glenelg. Yeah. It was quality. Even um, more ruined. <laughs> oh, you saw me the next morning. <laughs> it was a rough Brutal. flight home, but you know. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could tell. <laughs> You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. You boys come up with a good question. Let's speak about the incomings, of course, the more exciting side of things. I'll start at the very start. Michael Roos, I think, was the first one announced coming in from MacArthur. He played a bit of first team this season, um, played quite a bit of the academy as well, was scoring goals fun in their academy. But um, he's one that's got uh, a few good raps on him from inside the squad. He's not getting any raps raps from me if he wants to um, celebrate like he did in the uh, final there the before last against us. He won't be getting any raps. So he's starting a little bit behind the eight ball, but I'm willing to credit him a little bit because he's uh, come to the dark side, so to speak. So, uh, Well, if this makes you feel any better, uh, we did actually have a trial game at the stadium over the weekend. Rusi did score, and I'm hearing unconfirmed reports that he did run off celebrating the same way. <laughs> So he's not tapping the badge yet, but he's at least giving it to the, the opposition <laughs> giving it, fans. Giving it, giving it to an empty stadium, yes. 
I, I, really, I really hope it was an Adi Bayor in front of nobody, <laughs> just in front of the MacArthur bench. Oh, you'd love to see it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Monty <laughs> dropping a you didn't want him. <laughs> well, that's right, of course. Yeah, we did play MacArthur in that preseason game as well. So uh, we'll bring you the latest on that very shortly. Tommy Aquilina, one that I'm very keen to see coming across from Western Sydney Wanderers. Yeah, I'm keen. I'm keen to see what he can do. That was a position we needed to fill, obviously, with uh, Lewis going overseas. I would assume he's probably in line to be the starting right back for the season. So, you know, looking forward to seeing what he can do. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen enough to have, you know, decided for myself that I think he's great or he's or 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 what he what he's sort of level is but um plenty of good raps out there and again he goes the pub the pub in adelaide surge was uh talking about how um he just uh tongue-in-cheek let lewis know that um if he goes to where'd he go hibs Mm -hmm. then uh then surge and monty are going to make aquilina the next uh soccer is right back and (laughs) and you know what I'm not going to go up against that because how many players have they improved in recent years now? It's starting to be a bit of a list. Mm-hmm. So, and Lewis is on the list. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't doubt that he can be a really good asset for us. So, yeah. Yeah, look, I think Tommy Aquilina, technically probably a better player than uh, than Miller was at the same sort of stage. I'd agree with that. Very good engine getting forward and sound as a pound defensively. And if we can extend on that, then I think that'll be fantastic because Lewis, you're right, he just went bang about 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. He just went bang and all, all of a sudden he was this monster who no one could handle. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's that's going to be uh, seemingly a good change. Like for like switch, got back up with Stormy there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Very good. And Kazevsky coming through the academy as well Yes, uh, to keep him honest. Yeah, for sure. Sam Silvera returns from Portugal. I don't think he played anywhere since. I totally did not boo him every time in the game this year. <laughs> Absolutely not. not me, no, <laughs> I did not boo him in Newcastle either. Or here. Absolutely not. <laughs> this one took me a little bit by surprise because we sort of joked about it. Um, we were like, oh, imagine if. And then we did. And on a three-year deal as well, I think I read. I think, you know what, a three-year deal is fantastic because now we have the opportunity to make money off them twice. That would yep. be amazing if we can do that. I think it's good business, it, honestly, by the yeah, club. Yeah. And again, as Aaron just mentioned, like Serge and Monty have made players better and why can't exactly. they do it with Silvera? Exactly. It was fantastic here before he uh, went off on his um, Hollywood trial. So hopefully he can, you know, rediscover that best form and and, and really grow as a player over the next few uh, or couple of years at least. And, um, you know, if he goes on to bigger and better things, and fantastic. Looking forward, hopefully he puts in maybe better performances than we saw at Newcastle. Do you, do you have him as a bench option? Or do you think that's maybe what we're looking to use him for? Maybe a cup starter league bench. We've got uh, we've got competition for that place now on the you know if he's playing on the left hand side of midfield because Michael Roos apparently is um is doing quite well there so yeah it's uh, it's up to those two to you know battle battle for that spot. Yeah, and you might say that they are um, replacements for Goddard um, in some respects, so um, they can battle out whichever one it is that can uh, take up that. I think so. Yeah, looks, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'd rather a player come to us from Newcastle than go to Newcastle from us. 
I'll just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> on that, yeah. I mean, the last couple that came across from Newcastle didn't exactly set uh, set the coast on fire, though, did they? <laughs> Moving right along very quickly, um, Paul Iongo coming in from Academico in Portugal. This one is a very interesting one. I have not seen him play for a single second, so I have no idea. <laughs> Who he is? What's he? What he's done? I I I think I heard there's a, there was a YouTube highlights video of him that was five minutes long, so maybe get on that one or we'll try and link it or something. But um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what he can do. And we, you know, Sergio Monti are developing this record of finding these players and bringing them here. So well, look at Benny. Look at what yeah. Benny did when he came across. Yeah, yeah, he comes yep. across and everyone goes, "Oh, he's no good," <laughs> except <laughs> for Luke and I. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> the uh, humble pie never tastes so good. Because <laughs> uh, this could be the next, and um, I wouldn't put it past him. He's got that sort of um, uh, sort of feel about that kind of signing. He's not old. He's not some superstar who's looking for a holiday. He's a bloke who looks like he's looking for an opportunity and still has some career left. So um, somebody who we want to add to and develop as well, you know? Mm, mm. And we have to say it like, Who'd heard of Barisha? Who'd heard of Broich? Who'd heard of Ninkovic? Who'd heard of Sankalolo? Yeah. All the all the best players, all the best foreigners that have come into the league in the last, you know, five ten years have probably been a bit unknown to us, but have become solid players. So there's no reason why a Yongo can't be one of them. Talking to a couple of players at Plume on uh, on Sunday, they were raving about him. Absolutely, and apparently he's fit into the it squad, is. like personality wise, seamlessly. Scored in the first trial, I gather. Correct. Um, know nothing about it, of course, but um, you might know more, Pete. But um, so that's a good sign that he's already got his scoring boots on five minutes after he stepped off a plane. Yeah, Probably. it was only MacArthur, though. So. <laughs> and uh, we saw the news this afternoon or Tuesday afternoon. Nectarios Triantis uh, coming across from Western Sydney Wanderers, uh, the 19 year old defender, to bolster our centre back ranks here. Apparently, has got, got some good raps on him. And uh, has played for the League One uh, WSW I've seen, team. This yeah, season. seen, seen him a bit for their League One men's side. Uh, very physical sort of presence at the back there. And um, look, will he start? I don't know. He's going to give Cam Windust uh, some competition there. Uh, but I'm sure we do have, uh, we definitely do have another centre back to come in yet too as well. I think that's key. Uh, Trianus, I think, is 19. Um, in, in, um, Central defender terms, that is a literal baby. And, <laughs> and so, you know, he's at the starting point. But, you know, can we make him into the next Dan Hall? I hope so. The next Lewis Miller? I hope so. The next Kai Rolls? The next Kai Rolls, exactly. So, you know, I think we, we this is our model, so we've got to have that kind of player coming in. But I feel comforted by the fact that we're going to get a bit of seniority to, to fit in that space because replacing Kai is... Whew, um, and then it leaves just our goalkeeper. But yeah, Trianus, interesting signing. But um, if we're a selling club, that's who we are. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble podcast. It's bad, but it's real. It's fact. Of course, the off-season saw some changes in the uh, the backroom staff or the football department as well. Uh, we do farewell Jess Van Stratton, uh, Steve Lloyd and Tim Knight and thank them all for their contributions at the club. Bryce Johnson has come back to the club in uh, strength and conditioning role. 
Yeah, welcome back, Bryce. It's uh, it was, it's good to have him back in the the right colours. I reckon he <laughs> had a stint up north at that at that lot, so it was um, it was good to see him back. He was uh, in a photo that Monty put on Instagram. The the team went down in Canberra, was it last week, or doing some stuff? So it was good to see him back. Yeah, and he's a local, so I love this um, because that's my slight beef with the previous three names that you just recited there, Pete. That these mm. are all locals. Um, and we like to think of ourselves as developing locals um, or at least, you know, having that kind of being that kind of club. So I suppose it's worth noting there that having recent, we recently spoke with Richard and he told us that his view of uh, the football department and surrounds is that he wants the very best that they have there and he's putting a lot of money every week into us having the very best. So, so I get that philosophy yeah, I don't even know if we can say that, Pete, what you're mouthing at me, but it's a lot of money anyway, put it that way. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, but so I'll, I'm willing to accept that, um, you know, the jury's out on who he's bringing in that will be better because that's that's how Monty's philosophy works with players and it should work that way in the football department that, that, that we should only change those people if we've got somebody better. So mm. if that's the case, then, then fair enough, but... I'll get off my high horse now because Bryce is back and um, we like that and he's a coastie. So I was I was spewing a bit about Lloydie. I love Lloydie, uh, champion bloke, and um, yeah. Loyola Cairns a really really good physio as well. Yeah, I've known him since he was a teenager. I think I've said it before, maybe not on here. That... Oh, you probably babysat him or something, didn't you? No, I didn't do. Well, <laughs> he probably. <laughs> Mate. When I was probably, I don't know, maybe late 20s or something like that, he was a late teenager and uh, he and I shared a couple of first grade grand finals in a different code and I can tell you he was a lot better sportsman than I was. So, <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, and he uh, he's carried that, at that on. He's now a footballer and plays over 35s locally as well and, yeah, he's just a good guy and uh, uh, obviously good physio, popular. I know the players um, loved him. So, mm. um, so, yeah, it is a shame to see him go. One more that I should mention as well, uh, Lloydie's assistant physio, Isabella, uh, got a gig with uh, Stadge's Filipino national side. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. How good is that? Yeah. Mm. Shout out to Stadge. He's doing a lot of good things with that. With that team. I think they won a, they yep. won a cup the, the other day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. shout out to Stadge and, and Naz as well, doing and good Naz, stuff over yep. there. Yeah, yeah. Has anyone worked out if he's a decent coach yet? <laughs> 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 the jury's been sitting on this for a long time. How do you think Football Australia are feeling right now watching Studge win that? Absolutely. They, they completely forgot to shout him out for that win as well. What, oh, a, what surprise. a surprise. What, what an oversight. <laughs> I am shocked. Uh, of course, uh, Luke Wilkshire has come into the club as head of youth development. Recognisable name for sure. Yeah, golden generation. Um, one might say, and, uh, you know, certainly the type of person that um, is good to have around uh, a club where we're trying to develop our talent um, and in a, in a space like that. I um, think we can now say that Je- uh, Richard's genuinely being quoted as, as saying that uh, he considers Luke a possible replacement for Monty when Monty inevitably is signed up by the Blades in after he wins the grand grand final here in the A League in three in the next three years, then we'll let him go to the Blades probably after the second grand final anyway maybe. Um, so so I like that option um, and you know he so he's a really good experienced person so um, that's good news um, I think um, and, and more of that is good news as well you know. 
Of course, with uh, with Wilkshire came up uh, Nicholas Duarte from Wollongong Wolves and uh, Stefan Nikolic made the move across to the Mariners in their academy as well, um, both of who look very, very good prospects. And anyway. there it is already, that name dragging a few things um, towards us. Mm-hmm. Potential, mm-hmm. one may say. Potential. <laughs> and one you uh, just mentioned there, Moz, Andy Bernal, of course, has come on board as head of athletic development. I don't know what one is, but I love that. <laughs> but I love that boxing stuff and, um, mate, the character of the guy. He is an absolute character. I've only I've only met him a couple of times now, but um, like I can't wait to get him on the pod. He's got some stories, hey. Yeah, and I've been uh, like he's got the book. I think if you've ever uh, seen him on social media, you can't know that you can't not know that he's um, got a book. Um, and I am listening to it. I did actually buy the book just so I could read it, right? But I am listening to it on audio books now because. There's nothing quite like having a character like him actually read his own story to you and add mm. a little bit of tidbit here and there. So <laughs> I'm up to about chapter six or seven, and I'm, I'm going to say it's a good story. I'd have to say that. I would love to get Andy's story of the week or something like that on the pod. Um, like, yeah, I think it's only got hundreds of them. So <laughs> very approachable person. I might as well. Um, 100%. Spill, I must spill the beans now that when there was a bit of a sniff of Richard and uh, Andy around the place, then. Uh, I started following him on Insta, so he followed me back. I sent him a text saying, dude, what's the go with you pair kind of thing out of the blue? <laughs> he sends me back a text about half an hour later. What's your number, mate? Rings me <laughs> up instantly. And we spend half an hour talking about what they're doing. So very approachable, so good. very straightforward, very honest. Um, seems like a bit of a whirlwind, but, um, mm. but yeah, he's, he's also got that incredible experience um you know soccer who played many years in europe been through some crap right. over there managed players that are bigger than most and uh yeah so he's got a hell of a history and uh and he's done very... the hard yards here as well in the nsl don't forget yeah he did so... about six or seven years in the nsl mm. um but yeah so he's just just a character and someone we'll definitely get on here for a chat yeah absolutely of course his book riding shotgun make sure you check it out if you haven't already you're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Wow! Are you kidding me? That seems about as good a point as any to, uh, well, maybe make mention for the first time. Richard Peel, of course, has been appointed to the board of directors here, uh, the new majority owner of the Central Coast Mariners. We've been asking for it. <laughs> yep. There's been, there's been plenty of people wanting us Absolutely. to sort of, you know, shift the rudder. And uh, it seems that Mike has found somebody who he's prepared to um, go on this walk with. So, yeah, seems like a, you know, fairly genuine guy so far. Mm. Um, the sniff of Canberra that came behind him, you know, started us on edge a little bit, but he certainly sought to make sure that we're not uh, He has stamp- stamped that out very, very quickly and very firmly. He has. So, and uh, I think he told us that he's bought a house up here. He has, yes, um, Kobe Cabana. So he's a local and uh, he's excited about it. And uh, in the room with him, then you can feel the enthusiasm coming across the table at you. Um, mm. And he's got big plans and ideas. Some of them seem a little bit pie in the sky, but I think that's what you have to be doing if you're in his spot. So um, I love that we've, you know, starting this new era, you can 
you never know what the outcome's going to be. And as you guys know from doing it for the last 17 years, you've got to bit rebuild relationships because the club just completely changes in front of your eyes. Um, but he's, um, you know, he's playing all the right tunes. We know he's been out there talking to lots of different key fans, not just us. So I like what he's doing so far. The enthusiasm, but also the the absolute dogged determination to see this club back on the big stage. Yeah, and the absolute determination to meet those um, KPIs or whatever that he was mentioning. And this is around improving our crowds again and our match day mm. experience and this kind of stuff. So, and and he's, you know, we probably threw a few poo-pars at him at times in that conversation and he was throwing them back straight at us because um, he's not having any of that. He's, he's, he's you know... He's basically head on straight at it. So, yeah, I, 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 I suppose actually that's maybe um, the one thing. What what do we think about the fact that he's a very hands-on owner? So we've gone from a situation where Sean really was holding all of the levers and there was a phone call to tell him which one to pull at times um, and we wondered whether or not he was allowed to pull them when we wanted him to. Now we've gone from that to having an owner who sits in the office, um, who is in the day-to-day management of things, um, who is probably having conversations with Beerus and with uh, Marco about what's going on in those spaces, you know. So um, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, right now I love it because we've been used to somebody who we can't even get hold of. I mean, I think long-term it's a good thing. It's a massive, massive culture shock and culture shift, uh, which can cause some short-term pain, um, but for the best for the long-term for sure. Yeah, and I think there is, you know, the, the staffing changes and that that will cause a bit of some short-term pain. But if he's right, then we are going to have a long-term gain and that's what we've all been wanting, asking for, and he's, yeah, he, you're, he's doggedly determined. I mean, we've played the long game for the last, what, nine years now? So. <laughs> Sure, yeah. another year of uh, <laughs> short-term. And I don't think it's going to reflect in results on the pitch. I think results on the pitch are going to continue to be solid, good, what we've experienced the last two years. Yeah, agree. And he's really backing the concept of us being a selling club, so bringing in young players. And you, and that's that's what Trianus looks like to me, that this is a player with a really big future, or at least that's what Monty and Serge and maybe Richard as well think. Um, and so this is our chance to build that player and to gain the most from it. So 100%. Um, that's that's so, that's our reality. That's it. That's always going to be our 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 spot on in the football landscape. And I love that. Look at us now. We're looking all around the world. We get to watch Kai and Kai and Beers and um, and uh, Lewis in Scotland. We've still got a Lou in Germany. Um, hmm. You know, there's players all over the place. That we've got players in the in the US. We yeah yeah Tank Wall currently trialing overseas as well. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and this this is a part of who we are and it's something to be really proud of. And I think actually in that conversation we had with Richard, he felt that way as well, that it is something that we should feel proud about. Um, it is. For me, it is. 100%. Um, of course, as part of that deal uh, with Rich taking over the reins here, Mike Charlesworth will retain ownership of the Centre of Excellence at Tugra. I'm okay with this. As long as he builds a rooftop bar once he's got the um, <laughs> hotel I'm built. Still waiting. Still come waiting. On, hotel. Come on, Mike. We want the rooftop bar back. Mariner's bar. Come on. I'm 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 more than happy for that um for that sort of deal structure there. You want someone who's solely focused on the football side of things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. But I don't mind that Richard will um, try to, you know, embed himself in the community as well mm. um, in, in terms of trying to attract more interest. So I hope that that means, you know, local entities, the local football association council, probably the supporters trust and um yeah, all jokes aside, who knows, maybe we can have our own Mariners home base somewhere around that stadium if people could agree with one another. There is also a corporate function uh, for the FFA Cup kit. I, That's this correct. Week? This Friday at 9am at the stadium for, uh, for Mariners Corporate Network members or anyone who's interested in joining the Mariners Corporate Network, of course, head to ccmariners.com.au for all the info on that one. Cheers, Jeff. Of course, turning to all things Central Coast Mariners Academy, as we mentioned, the Academy has secured promotion to the NPL, the top tier of football New South Wales for the 2023 season. How good is that, lads? I am so keen for this. So stoked. Yeah, how good is it going to be saying like Sydney United and all those clubs at Plume? It's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sydney United, Apia Leichhardt, Marconi. Oh, bring it on. Yeah, and we want to be a selling club. So we want, as if we're not already a, truck, a club that attracts young players because of our record that, that we've already established, mm. now we can offer them the opportunity to play in the highest level outside the A-League while we develop them, um, even if they're younger. And um, we won't crowd the place with over 23s, no doubt. And so there'll be plenty of opportunities there. And there's this, now this long list of players who've come out of that system um, that's set to get longer by all of the people who won't probably want to chip jump from the other MPL one teams. I was going to make mention of how many ex-Mariners players are playing in the MPL setup at the moment. I was looking at Blacktown at the weekend. Three of their goal scorers were uh, Jordan Smiley, Mitch Malia. Um, Jordan Smiley was assisted by Adam Berry, of course, um, and Travis Major. Uh, so there you go, four ex-Mariners. Mario Chabot was in the squad, as was Matt Lewis. So that's, what, six? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not really showing his potential, potential there. Oh, is it? <laughs> He's actually uh, had a couple of decent seasons at MPL level. He does quite well for Blacktown. Um, Sydney Olympic have got Michael Glassick uh, wearing the armband there. Of course, Roy O'Donovan leading the yep. line there as well. So, so excited to see some of these guys back at Plume as well. I hadn't thought of that. That's Absolutely. gonna be unreal. Mm, mm, it's yeah. a it's a big it's a big uh, a big step up, I think, for for us as a club to be up now in the in the MPL and a great challenge for the whole squad. And you know, got the again, like Aaron mentioned, and the players get to have that step up in competition against players that have played in the A League before. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 a great thing all around. It's something that we've been working towards for a, for a long time. Mm. So to finally achieve it is a great job by all. Huge, huge credit must go to uh, Ken Shambry, of course, um, for all his input at academy level over the years. Um, Andrew Christensen, the head coach this season. Um, let's hope that we can tie this guy down. He is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he achieved the target that we've been trying to go get to for a long time, so sign him up. Mm-hmm. Both of those. I know that we'll have trouble get, uh, keeping Kenny inside the um, exit gate forever, <laughs> but um, the, lo- the longer we can keep him, the better. Um, I think because- even after Ken retires, in all honesty, I think he's still going to be around the club all the time. He's going I to be hope like, so. I think I said it last season on the podcast, Bob Kelso from Scrubs uh, <laughs> in the cafeteria there eating muffins, you know. <laughs> 
What would we do without Uncle Kenny? Oh, I love Uncle Ken. Love him dearly. Yeah. Um, but Christo, one of the uh, one of the few really genuine nice guys left in football, um, but also a, a, a young coach um, on the rise, as Phil Moss said uh, on Twitter the other day. Looks like it, doesn't it? Mm. Done a good job with these guys. Like mm. as if as if as if uh, we hadn't done um, you know a good enough job with our former academy coach. Um, yeah, yeah. In, he, he's almost done it easier. This one, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good to see if he can, uh, if he can strike up a good working relationship there with Luke Wilshire as well. Definitely. It is, of course, that time of the week where we answer all your questions and thank you all so much for all your submissions coming in across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I was going to say the ccmfans.net forum, but someone forgot to post there that we were having a podcast today, so... um, my bad. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I'm really sorry, all you guys on the forum. That's my bad. Um, yeah, blame me. Well, we've been all over the place. It's been hard enough to get us back in a room. So yeah, uh, we can't so even get in a room at the moment. It's only so. a virtual room, but it's a good start. <laughs> Let's look to t- uh, Facebook. Firstly, of course, with uh, oh, Dave Bloom is back once again. We can't get rid of this bloke. He's back with a would you rather? Would you rather lick Pete Pryor's eyeballs or suck Aaron Morrow's toes? New season, same questions from Bloomy. <sighs> You're nuts, mate. I'd rather lick my own eyeballs. I'm just going to say, I, yeah. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm not touching any of that. I'm certainly not touching my toes, but I'm get, definitely going to um, like Peter Pryor's eyeballs because that's actually what, <laughs> that's actually what he wrote. Yes, he, wrote. he didn't. He didn't write lick. I'm sure he meant lick. I've been told. I've been told I have nice eyes. Like, yeah, yeah. What I do you like think this baby there blues? There you go, yeah. go Bloomy. I like Peter's <laughs> eyeballs. <laughs> They're very good. I don't, I don't like feet. I don't like feet or toes. So I have to go for the, the eyeball. Stick to the eyeballs. <laughs> Me thinks he doth protest too much. Let's have a look at his search history. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> Johnny Needham, welcome back. Johnny, hope you're well, bud. He's going to steal Bloomy's Thunder and drop a would you rather straight off his own channel. Would you rather take the field putting on cold, wet socks? Or cold, wet underwear, guys. Oh, I think it's the it's, I think it's oh. the undies for me. Absolutely, it's the undies. Cold, wet undies are nothing. If you put your boots on with cold, mm. wet socks, oh, it's it's horrible, numb. isn't it? Yeah. Oh my god, my feet are in pain if I do that. Like mm. I'd have numb feet, and by I can't the end cope. of the game, like I can't kick the ball very good anyway without numb feet. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> cannot cope. No, no, so wet undies for me. Yeah. Yep, I agree. And of course, a quick shout out to uh, Johnny's channel that he did mention there. Shout out to the breakdown with Nath and Johnny. For any of you who are uh, of the more heavy music persuasion, definitely recommend checking it out on YouTube or Instagram. Yeah, I've definitely watched more than a few of them, and they're it's so good, huh? <laughs> yeah, very very entertaining. <laughs> much much better than us. Uh, recommended very highly. 
Speaking of heavier sort of music, Scotty McGee, uh, drummer to the stars, of course. So good to hear you guys back. Hearing whispers of an incoming, possibly visa center back. Is there any news on that? Uh, yes. Rumor from a few weeks back. <laughs> uh, it's not a rumor. No, it's happening. Um, there is a visa back, uh, visa center back coming in. Um, stay tuned. Stephen Gibson wants to know, are we getting a new center back from overseas and or a new goalkeeping coach? Uh, yes, we are getting a new center back from overseas. and I'm sure that we will also get a new goalkeeping coach if we haven't already there. Gibbo, thanks for your question. I'm going to reiterate though. What, number one goalkeeper. I'm going to reiter- reiterate what Blake Peasley said and say, Stephen, wait, see. Wait, see. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Matt Grandevec, do you think we will sign a new goalkeeper or promote from within? Well, this is a bone of contention for a lot of people at the moment. Uh, I have been told that we are investigating the possibility, uh, very thoroughly, of a visa goalkeeper. I, I'm happy with that. You know, Souza resigned, and no offence to Souza, who can't, was it was just that MacArthur game that was early in the season where he played and unfortunately got injured when mm. he had come on. But um, I, I'm happy to see a visa come in as a, because how many visas have we got left? Is it two or with, just the one? With size departure, um, two. So they're looking at a, centre-back, a visa centre-back or have signed a visa centre-back and uh, looking yep. at a goalkeeper, a visa goalkeeper. Yep. That makes sense to me. Those are the two positions we obviously needed to fill. And to get some quality and experience in would be good for the squad because it's a very young squad at the moment. See, now, visa goalkeepers for me have always sort of ground my gears a little bit um, because we have a real sort of dearth of, of goalkeeping stocks in Australia, both at MPL level and players overseas that aren't getting much game time. For my money, as if you wouldn't throw the absolute kitchen sink at VUCA. Yeah. I, I can definitely see that argument. Is it yes. is it a thing? Is it about age? Because I think Vuk is what 30, 37. He's 37. 37. He's 37, but he's played four games in the last 12 months over in Holland. Um, all of them cup games. He hasn't played a league game yet. Would he want to come back? Well, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Well, I guess Reddy was 40 and was starting games at Perth last season. So I guess Who? age probably shouldn't be a huge thing. I mean, Reddy started the season as like fourth choice goalkeeper there, and he was still, and he was, and he still was able to play some games at the end of last season. Yeah, so. but I mean, yeah, yeah, if we if we didn't at least have the conversation with Vuka, oh, yeah, I'd be I'd be a bit disappointed, I guess. I'd take Booker in a yep. heartbeat, no problem there. And um, the age thing—that's not a thing at all, as far as I'm concerned. For the next couple of years, he'll still be Booker's. Yep. And um, yeah. for a long list of reasons, again, we'd love to have him back. He's an original coastie. Bring him home um, from the beginning. And um, yeah, we all remember that first season when he wasn't anticipated to be the goalkeeper, but became it. And uh... I'll never forget that when um, that first season, I was like 15 years old. And, um, you know, I was so used to John Crawley starting between the sticks, you know, for the first few rounds. And then. And he was so good. He was quality. Oh, God. (laughs) And being a goalkeeper at that age as well, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's incredible. And um, he gets injured. I remember who were playing at home. but obviously Vuka makes his debut at home and, you know, the team sheet comes out and I go, oh, who's this kid? Oh, no, Crawley's out. We're going to lose. Oh, no, what's happening? And this kid 
blew my freaking mind, man. Honestly, so did, did a few weird things. If I remember <laughs> rightly, in that game, he came out of the box for a header, mm. and and I think I nearly swallowed my heart in that moment. But um... I loved it. I loved it as a sweeper keeper. <laughs> oh man, yeah, hundred percent. But yep. but, um, but yeah, so I reckon that that, that would be um, certainly. We I hope we've had a look at that possibility anyway. I think you're right, Pete. There's something about visa defenders in general. Um, but I guess the reason I feel reasonably comfortable about it is that we've got the cum dingo as an Aussie. <laughs> so mm. effectively we've got one visa extra and yeah. So that, that seems like we're not going to, we're not going to fill the spots, are we? If so, has gone. So mm. yeah. I mean, just to, just to even bring some more experience to the back line as well, because we've got such a young back line as it currently stands, Dan Hall, Jacob Farrell, Tommy Aquilina, uh, Nectar Triantis, um, you know, you've got Storm Rue there, who's probably is the most experienced out, out of all of them. Um, you know, someone like Vuka behind them would bring so much more composure and calmness, I feel. Yeah. Anyway, I shouldn't harp on about it too much. It's really just a pipe dream for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we can look at Matty Ryan, who's not playing in Spain at the moment too. Uh, anyway. All for it. 100%. Get him back on loan, whatever it is. I don't care, no make chance. it happen. <laughs> we'll swap the club for Matty Ryan. Yeah. But long story short, they are looking at a visa keeper. We'll see who they bring in. Over to Twitter, of course, where Eddie asks, who do you think has had the strongest transfer window so far and who has had the weakest other than Sydney who have not signed anyone? Do, do we have to say Wanderers? Because they have signed... It pains me to players. say it so much, hey, but yeah, I think it might be. But then again, it's going to be fun just to see them finish eighth again with that squad. I really, really, really want them to implode. You know, you've got Mark Rudin, Jess Van Stratton, and uh, and Adam Griffiths, who are three. Uh, Mark Rudin and, and JVS, two very, 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 very strong personalities. It's going to be so interesting to see if that actually works out. And then you've got Adam Griffiths, who is... By all accounts, much more softly spoken, more chilled out, uh, more reserved. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting dynamic between the three of them. Pre-season thing, but I feel like a lot of clubs haven't really gone that hard with signings still. There's, obviously, there's still plenty of time. You know, cup games are starting this week, this weekend into next weekend. So, I think we'll probably see more signings being announced probably early August, but Right at this moment, I think it's probably hard not to say Wanderers, especially with the um, the very cheeky signing of Ninkovic, which I'm sure their fans were. I don't think it's that happy good a signing. On the fence to be honest, I don't yeah, think it's that good a signing. I mean, he, he barely, you know, barely did anything last season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, s- struggled with injuries and and everything as well. Um, but you know, he's a player who's what 37, 38 now. Um, yeah, and. His his legs are gone. Yeah, there's a few of those in the the team. Maybe just leave that there. Well, no, don't <laughs> leave it there. I mean, there's no wonder that um, that so many of their their youth players are leaving. You know, we've picked up uh, Aquilina and Triantis. Mark Natha has gone to uh, to Newcastle, um, who are actually doing very good things uh, in terms of their recruitment. It pains me to say it. Yeah, it was Piscopo was picked up by them. Nassau. Piscopo and uh, O'Neill. Yes, yes. I actually forgotten about that. That is a that's a that's a good signing for them. Is that their sort pretty, of Garkovich replacement? Pretty that, solid you know, midfield shaping up there. Yeah. 
one thing though about that i'm going to say for my response to that that uh the club that has um signed best in terms of the business stakes is the yellow and navy baby where we've extended um the likes of steel mm. cummings benny garang farrell rue hall soza ballard nisbet these boys we uh, at the time when there's a, a sniff of transfer fees making their way into Australian football and outside um, and we're developing players sharply, then we've got all of those guys on contracts that will see us making money if they succeed. Brilliant so point. Mm. I think it's. I think that's one of the... It's Never, I think, that I can think of in the past have I felt as confident about the way that we've gone about our signings business than, than that list that we've just had. Um, the only, you know, chinks in the armour there have been, wasn't expecting Aranya and Beerus. If those two hadn't happened, I'd be looking at this squad and saying, wow. Mm, top uh, four. And, and what a future. Um, so now we've got a little bit of experience to replace. But, yeah, I, I want to say we're right up there with those signings because uh, mm. we've we've got, you know, the likes of Garang and, and Farrell, they're going to get signed mm. elsewhere. So 100%. We have to have those locked up, and I think that the I think uh, underrated blokes like Steele and Ballard are in the same boat, mm, and yeah. I haven't even mentioned Niz or Dan All yet. So yeah. you know, <laughs> I give up. That's it. <laughs> no, no, and yeah, absolutely right to mention those as well. You know, Steele coming on till uh, what twenty twenty five now. Yeah. Um, the extensions of yeah Hall and Ballard were massive for me as well. Um, Faz, he'll go overseas next season, I think. And, You've um, just got that young core, that young core that's all been resigned and yeah. all deserves to be resigned as well. well. Apparently, Faz has already had uh, interest from Italy. Uh, Bologna, I believe, is the uh, the side that was looking at him there. Well, that's only to be encouraged. Hmm. Maybe yep. it's a, a case of uh, perform this season, then that might be his turn to go next season. But that's going a, a little bit into the future. But that's a possibility looking yep. down the track. And you know what? I'm saying it early, but I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Garang go in January. That feels inevitable, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It's it got to be the right offer, though, and he's got to he's got to keep consistent until then. He's got to get minutes and stay consistent. I'm gonna say that I reckon he could have taken a deal now, though, and I reckon <laughs> that you, you don't reckon that he could have taken a deal now. You don't reckon uh, anyone his, was interested? Uh, there was interest, um, but because of his age, he couldn't go. Ah. Because for me, that I've, I, I, I love the way that the Quail family uh, have established this loyalty with Monty and the club because of the history and the way that the club has treated them. That's who we are. If that's not who we are, I don't like us as much as I like us now. That's who I want us to be, you know. So, so um, it's great to see that we uh, have that, that these people have this view of the club and, and what the club's doing for them. So. Hundred um, percent. Don't forget, we still got two more uh, quals to come through as well. With um, oh, I mean three, uh, Tang and uh, DD and Curry as well. So plenty more quals, plenty of qual to uh, go around. Sharnen on Twitter. Good to have you all back. Good to hear from you, Sharnen. Hope you're well. Um, he says Mariners side is or Mariners MPL side is incredible. A lot of great players like Jock and Bayless. Who is your pick to be the next breakout star? I think you have to shout out Kazewski. He's yes. had a very good season. <laughs> he stole my thunder. That's exactly where I was going. Yeah. Yep. Just to be Mary, I'm going to go with um, Lockie Bayless. Yeah. Contrary Mary, that is. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, he's shown some good signs, scored in this 
scored in, on the weekend? Scored on the weekend. He's 12th of the season. He is top of the League One men's goal scoring charts. Not bad for a number 10. Yes, and right. I, I, I have to shout out Josh Hong as well. He's been playing well. Hong is coming along leaps and bounds, man. Honestly, he is looking good. And he's a Joho, so he's got my he's got my support and approval. <laughs> so we didn't see name. we didn't see well Hongi at the weekend. Of course, there was a lot of players rested at the weekend um, because a lot of those boys have been called up to the sort of extended squad uh, for the Australia Cup game on Sunday. Um, so players like Kazevsky, um, players like Josh Hong, um, Jacob Kresner, uh, Brad Tapp, as well as another one, or Jock Cam Windust, they'll all be training with the first team. Um, so we probably won't see them again this Saturday night away. Um, so it'll be a pretty fresh-faced Mariners Academy side again this Saturday. But so good to see these guys sort of integrating with the first team as well already. For sure, with the with the job done, that you know it takes the pressure off and gives players the opportunity that might not get a chance to start for the first team and get mm-hmm. some some good experience against probably better teams that they'd be playing than was in the twenties or the eighteens or mm-hmm. so yeah, it's a good experience for them and I guess we, we should probably should shout out McCarthy as well, you know. Oh, Harry like McCarthy. We, yeah. we got to shout out McCarthy. Uh, sorry, McCarthy. Yes, Harry McCarthy, of course. Um, <laughs> um, another one who, you know, he tasted some A-leg minutes last season, um, was a hero in the Australia Cup against Wollongong, uh, scoring the winner down there. Um, but I'd love to see him come through into the first game this season. Absolutely. I think Jock, what do you? Th- what have you thought about Jock's season? It- I think um, Jock, uh, considering, look, I, I had a great chat with this guy in Adelaide, right? He only started playing football five years ago. So for somebody who's only started, started playing five years ago um, and he's you know, 20, 21 years old now, he's got a lot of you know development as a footballer to go. But at this stage, you know, his hold-up play, his physicality, his strength is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, defenders hate him because he's got these go-go gadget legs that just reach out for absolutely everything. And he can find the back of the net too. Yeah, that long stride, which always gives defenders trouble. Mm. Mm. So he's got a future for sure. But my pick of the bunch, definitely Sash Kazevsky. Dylan on Twitter, predicted finish based on current squad. I'm thinking anywhere from three to six. Wow. It is very early to do ladder predictions. (laughs) (laughs) We don't make ladder predictions this early Brisbane. (laughs) <laughs> I was I was expecting you to go Wanderers there. I thought that might have been. Nah, Wanderers won't finish bottom. Uh, they've got um, they've got just about enough quality. They've got an absolute basket case, um, but enough quality to not finish bottom. I think, honestly, Brisbane. Uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, I don't. I don't rate Warren Moon. No, uh, I haven't seen anything very exciting there either. I'm still waiting to be whelmed. I guess Char- Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Austin, Austin. Oh, he's going to spit the dummy after the first five rounds, mate. When he gets crap service, yeah, for sure. I mean, O'Shea will give him some decent service, but yeah, you know, what else have they got? Fuck all. 
Uh, Martin on Twitter, full squad update, centre-backs, 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 and more centre-backs. Centre-backs, can I get a centre-back? Um, yeah, we signed one today. We did sign one today, and uh, there is at least one more to come in. So we will uh, see how that plays out. Marty Rayner, of course, on Twitter. No questions. Just great to have you boys back. Great to have you back, Marty. Thank you. Love you, Marty. Todd Blackwell, who uh, is actually a Newcastle Jets fan. Big Newcastle Jets fan. One of the biggest, in fact. Um, but he does the love only the good show. One. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big fan of the show. Uh, full credit to him. He asks, new owners or just new culture? Interesting. Both. Yeah, I'd say yeah. both is the answer to that. It's 100% both. Ways. I mean, yeah. as, as we've already sort of tried to address, you know, you've got Rich who is now in the office day to day, he's more hands on. Um, that is going to see a massive, massive culture shift, not only in the office, but I think in the football department too. He's also super, super keen to uh, to invest really, really heavily in the, uh, in the sort of sports science side of things. So, yeah, well... Um, Watch with bated breath how that plays out. And very much looking forward to getting Rich on the pod uh, over the next few weeks, as well as already expressed um, how keen he is to get on board with us as well. Can't wait to have him on. Moving across very quickly to Instagram, uh, just one question I'm going to address here. Jeremy Lumby, when is Luke's hair colour appointment? Well, let me just say uh, that Luke has been banned from the podcast until... He gets the Moresh hair done. I thought Until he was avoiding He fulfills us. his promise. <laughs> he keeps going in a state to avoid us. <laughs> yeah. I can't how, do how it this week. Sorry, guys. I've, I've got big meetings in Adelaide. Oh, I've got big meetings in Queensland. Oh, Nowhere near it. a hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm at the back of Charleville in Queensland. Yeah, there's no, no hairdressers here. Oh, 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 there will be. We we'll will send the cum dingo up to find you. We've got long memories. <laughs> it will we be done. We need to make an event out of it. It will be done. We will make an absolute day of it. Well, I suppose that is one thing that can be revealed from the Adelaide pub. The cum dingo did agree to do the hair. So. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I have it. Uh, I don't have it in writing, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I have it recorded somewhere. So We saw a verbal agreement take place. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Those can be legally like, binding. I feel like we need to make an event out of it at the family day. There needs to be like a, a section of the day. For I don't. Th- I, I don't. Honestly, I don't think the family day is big enough. I think we need to have a bigger <laughs> event. You know, Jersey launch. Nah, family day. Nah, this has to be a big thing. Yeah, imagine local radio. I'd want to cover it and local radio. <laughs> oh, mate, no, nah, scrap radio? that. Na- national, Inter- <laughs> We're going international here, baby. Yeah, I'm all for it. Anyone spoken to Paramount? They probably don't speak to us. <laughs> <laughs> Or me, anyway. <laughs> Could they get a reliable stream going? Yeah, well. Get the, get the Scottish press involved with Dog's involvement. We can make it happen. <laughs> Very good. Looking ahead, of course, to our first competitive fixture of the season. It is the return of the Australia Cup. We travel to Leichhardt Oval on Sunday afternoon, 4pm kickoff against Sydney FC. Fellas, how are we feeling? Yeah, it's, it's going to be going to be an interesting one. Like we mentioned before, it's uh, 
preseason. It feels it almost feels like anything can happen because there's, there's no recent form to go on. There's no recent results. So, I again, I can't see why we can't win. And we always love a, a good Sydney away, and especially the ones that we win. So, yeah. <laughs> Which recently seems to be most of them, and uh, against Sydney in wherever we play against them. So. Long may that continue. But um, for starters, it's exciting just to be back at football, even though I know it's been hard for us to even get together and report a, co- uh, report a cod, or we could even report a pod. <laughs> Anyone report that's, a cod? That's your, a that's your fishing podcast. Right? Yeah, the, the Morrow Codcast. <laughs> yeah, the, the cod past. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited to just um, get back into it. Um, I think our team will take confidence from last year and the fact that they still have the core of a, a great team there um, and they'll be thinking that they can extend on it. So, you know, I think we've got every right to go down there and uh, feel pretty confident about it and, and probably even outnumber their fans. Yeah, I think uh, the boys will be taking a lot of confidence from the uh, pre-season game against MacArthur that we had on Sunday night, or Saturday night, rather, at the stadium. Uh, 4-0 win uh, against MacArthur. Interesting to note that MacArthur were actually wearing sky blue. Perhaps Monty going, like, for the full sort of match conditions, we were wearing our away kit too, so... Not sure if there's something to read into that, but we did win 4-0, of course. Uh, goals to Paul Ayongo, uh, Michael Roos, I think Garang forced an own goal, and did Benny, I think Benny, Benny got the other. Yes. Benny. Of course he did. <laughs> I don't know about them wearing sky blue. They probably don't know how to identify themselves. Look at that, sh- <laughs> look at that shirt they were wearing last year. <laughs> where it look where it looked like <laughs> legitimately looked like they cut and pasted Mate, something. Their, on the their academy shirt. don't even know where they are. They're <laughs> far north, south, southwest, <laughs> Northbridge FC or whatever they are. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Where the circumnavigate. <laughs> the circumnavigate <laughs> MacArthur. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know about that, but um, but yeah, I think uh we uh, should take all of that confidence, to be honest, because um, MacArthur, you know, if it was dollars and cents based, then they probably got us covered by a good meal. Speaking so, speaking to a couple of players on Sunday that played in that game as well, they said that it probably, in fairness, should have been six or seven or eight. Well, I was I was wondering why we didn't see the company go on the score sheet, though. Did he play? I couldn't tell you. To be honest, I don't have the starting lineup, unfortunately. Well, I'm, so conf- I'm so confident of his scoring these days that he, I wondered that he didn't play because otherwise, how else did he not score? <laughs> I mean, Benny did. <laughs> yeah, but that's Benny. Benny's just doing Benny things. Yeah, he does do Benny things. I bet he's cut inside from the right wing and smacked it in the far top corner of the left <laughs> foot. You still reckon? my what beating up from a short corner, you reckon? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. <laughs> uh, I was low-key surprised that actually didn't get goal this season. That was something special too. It was absolutely, mm-hmm. fellas. Score predictions ahead of this one. Two-one to the good guys. Oh, that's bad, Josh. Because I want two-one because um, we have work to do in our defence. So I'll let them have a go- let them uh, maybe get a goal if they're good enough. But um, I think we can get a couple. Two, one. Yeah, I'm exactly with you guys. 2 1, 100%. Uh, the Cumdingo to score and Benny to bag one as well. Of course they will. Yeah. Look at me backing Benny to score earlier in the season. How oh. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>, things change. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Benny's uh, in a different place now, isn't he? He's a different fella, uh, isn't he? Oh, <laughs> uh, mate. One thing I will just touch on before we go, of course, me, you, and Boise being absolute pelicans in the pub after <laughs> Adelaide last season <laughs> and giving it the Benny, 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 Benny. Benny and Kalala. He loved it, mate. He was loving it. He was yeah. loving it. And Door Jock still has the videos. So. <laughs> he's standing there. He's wearing a bright red T-shirt and he's got these two red drinks. What were they, Pete? Vodka and raspberry or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, it's, it's two red hands and the red shirt and we're doing the singing and yeah. yeah good. Good oh, time. he absolutely loved it. He's like, keep singing, keep singing, boys. Yes, keep singing. You're like, oh, God. Actually, for the, for the all of the fans, though, out there uh, who love to think that we're heading in the right direction, just before Luke and I left, and the last thing that was there, we were close to stumps. Pete had swanned off with all of the party hounds by this time. <laughs> but but left in there was um, Monty, Maddie Simon, Luke Wilkshire, Sean, Luke, myself, and... Daniel, Daniel McBreen. McBreen turned up after commentating the game. Mm. And I tell you, I said to Sean, look at these four, Simon, McBreen, Wilkshire and Monty. This is like four brothers, like, and that, that little dynamic that's going on there around our club and management at the moment, that's something you love to see because uh, they're as thick as, like, you know, they're, they're that together. They, they're, they're just a group that you want to have at the helm of your club. So, all signs are good. We just lost an important match, but the positivity was, you know, exuding out of the room. That is an absolutely beautiful note to leave it on. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you all on Sunday. Um, but until then, we love you. See ya. Bye. Not like Shitney who developed their 35 year olds. <laughs> Did we record that? <laughs> oh, yeah.